How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. This is I Am Woman. Hear me roar? Hear me roar. Roar! Roar! Today we're going to roar about the cost of things for women. Roar! Roar! On this episode, this is the episode number 41. 41. Of the Curio Podcast. How are you? Yay! I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It, yeah. it got warm again, and I fe- I'm feeling better. I went and, like, I can't sit out in the sun too much because I get the little skin things. But I was, like, outside with my sleeves pulled oh. up, like, letting the warm sun hit my Just inner arms. Just getting some real live vitamin D. Oh, it was mm. the greatest. It was a good day. It's been rainy and cloudy here in Southern California. And cold for us. And cold cold for us. We're fragile SoCal flowers, so... Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Whatever. So today we are talking about the pink tax and related issues. Um, and what I found, here's my general overview of what I've discovered, what I think is that the pink tax, which is the idea that women pay more for comparable gendered items, etc., is part of a puzzle that includes the idea that we don't get paid the same, that there's still violence towards women, that we actually don't have a lawful legal right to equality in this country still. Wow. Yeah. So I think that the pink tax is a serious issue because it adds up with all of the other issues facing women today. But we thought we would go into a little bit of depth about that, about the pink tax. The pink tax. So what did you find out, Kimmy? I found out pretty much the same thing that you just said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Women spend on average is I believe it's over their lifetime about $3,000 more. No, it's way more than that. Is it? Oh my gosh, I wrote it down. I, I even calculated it. It's $1,351 per year. Per year. Okay, I did find conflicting numbers. I read several different articles and some of them some of the numbers were, you know, off the charts and some of them were kind of like really just 6% more for deodorant and I thought Are you sure? Yeah, no. no. I went and took pictures so. at the drugstore today. Oh, did you? Yes, okay. I did. All right, right on. Um but I there was I found a calculator. So in your lifetime, mm-hmm. in Kim's lifetime, you have spent so far more than a man for the same things, $64,336. Oh my god. And I have spent $63,185. Wow. So we're not just talking about shaving cream and razors and shampoo and shit. We're talking about women pay more for health insurance in the United States. Women pay more Mm -hmm. for mortgages, interest rates on car loans. um, Car repairs. Car repairs, plumbing, you name it. We pay more for it. Um, So, yeah. So far, we've paid about $65,000 extra just for being women. That doesn't include our tampons, etc. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. Um, so, 47% of the workforce is women. And women make the average, I'm going to break it down for you, but 77 cents on the dollar that men make. That breaks down to Asian women make 87 cents on the dollar that white men make. White women make 82 cents on the dollar. Oh, wow. Black women make 65 cents on oh the dollar. Oh, my God. And Latina women make 
58 cents to the dollar. You're kidding. That a white man makes. No. For the same job. For the same exact job. Yeah. Now, there are lots of variables. So let's say men are mostly trash collectors and women are mostly... Uh, not women are mostly trash trash collectors are usually men right uh preschool teachers are usually women preschool teachers make way less oh yeah because it's a it's a heavily woman heavily yeah yeah, Yeah. job if there were more men in that job they might make more teachers make less annually than a (laughs) a babysitter would yeah um, an unskilled, well, not unskilled, but a babysitter who has no degree. You have to have a degree to be a nursery school teacher. Right. Um, no schooling, no degree, no experience. Less. So if we paid nursery school teachers the same that we pay on average babysitters. Right. They'd this is part of the bigger problem where women are responsible for their home and their work right they're Mm -hmm. responsible for the home life and their career they're also responsible for finding child care and usually they can't afford it because they're making three quarters of what a man is making especially if a woman is single and the pay gap hasn't changed in over a decade there was some progress for a few years and about 10 years ago it just plateaued. It hasn't improved in 10 years. And at the rate we're going now here in the United States, the pay gap will not close for more than 100 years. Oh, my God. If we keep at this pace, if something isn't done. This also goes back to us not having any actual legal rights to equality in this country. Right. The ERA, although it passed the House, the Senate, uh, three different presidents said, yes, let's sign the Equal Rights Amendment. They had to get a majority of states. I think it was 37 or 39, something like that, states to validate it so that it could be um, a constitutional amendment. And they were three short by the deadline. Who on earth wouldn't sign that? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. If you look at the states that didn't ratify the ERA, it makes a little bit of sense. I could probably guess which states are at least their general The general area. Yes. They didn't want women to have equal rights. So still today in in our country, in 2019, we do not have the right to equality. And even if there are guidelines and quote-unquote laws that say you know, everyone must be treated equally in the workplace, those laws are rarely enforced because a company, let's say they they challenge, you know, you challenge a company and you say, that man and I, we both start at the same time, we both do the same job, but you've paid him 20,000 more a year than you're paying me. Well, they'll just pay the fine and move on. Right. And they still won't pay the women Mm -hmm. equally. So it doesn't, there's no real enforcement if there is any kind of law in the book, there's no enforcement that that makes it so women are technically legally equal in the workplace. So I see the pink tax as this subset. So women aren't basically allowed to make as much as men. 
And on top of it, everything costs more for us. Right. So I, when I was gathering all this information, I thought to myself, well, this is a pretty nifty way to control half the population, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. And, and if you think of it, if you go a little deeper and broader, it's not good for the economy. You, you, want, you want people to make money and spend it. And you want people to have uh, disposable income or income that they invest, for instance. So if a woman is making less money and spending more on goods that she has to have. Tampons. Tampons. Just, yeah. I just spit. I was so angry when I said tampons. <laughs> then she doesn't, then she's not, she doesn't have that money to pay into retirement. She doesn't have that money to invest in the stock market, which traditionally are not things that women do anyway. Right? Right. And not things that men want us to be able to do. Right. What better way to control us than you don't get to retire? Yes, you have to continue to work. Or you or you need to stay married to me to get all the benefits. Exactly. <sighs> so, um, women pay 13% more for health care. 13% more for health care. And some would argue because they're going to have babies. Right. And, and men re- have nothing to do with that. And they require some extra um, medical attention, which many times is a little more invasive, maybe, than it needs to be. Right. <clears throat> There's the other piece of it. Yes. So, if, you know, you want to talk about women's reproductive health and how that's how that is impacted how how the financial situation is impacted by that. <laughs> so, you know, you go in to have a baby or and they say, oh gosh, you know, your pelvis is way too small. You can't have this baby vaginally. You can't have a normal birth. Right. We need to do a C-section. I mean, the local hospital in Pasadena is the highest C-section rate in the country or at least is the state. Is it really? Yeah. Huntington, when I had Josh and Chloe Huntington had the highest C-section, you'd walk in and they'd be like, oh, you want a C-section? Like, really? Like it was candy? Like, like it was like, oh, so easy peasy. Like, we're going to just cash in on the insur- insurance company. I mean, this is like, you know, this Well, has- insurance is a whole other thing. Right. But... Uh, I'm making faces right now because yeah. I'm getting mad. Yeah. Um... The other thing that I found out is that when women are pregnant, have been pregnant, have children, they are paid less than women who don't have children and have never been pregnant. Oh. Employers will pay them less. Well, because they're um, they're kind of a liability. They're going to have to... That's rarely true. It, it It is. But here's the thinking, I believe, is that they're the ones who are going to have to leave work to pick up the sick kid at school. They're the ones who are going to be... They're the primary caregiver even if they're married oh right? yeah because they're still carrying the load of both work and because home. they've got the vagina and that means <laughs> you get to carry everything right well that's what the uterus is it's an right. extra it's a it's a bag to carry things bag. In. yeah it's, when somebody hands me something and says will you hold this and right. i'll say sure i'm gonna put it in my uterus i'll that's put what that I in my uterus um so women get paid less if they've had children men get paid more because employers 
look at them and say, oh, well, they've got to take care of their family. Uh, you're the breadwinner. So men who have children make more than men who don't have children. But women who have children make less than anyone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which, which, <laughs> and then you talk about single moms. Right. Who are getting paid less and doing more. And paying Across more. the board. And How then, are these moms supposed to pay for childcare? Or health care, let right. alone. And child care is expensive. Yeah. And it's not expensive because the workers are getting paid a lot of money. It's expensive because of red tape and insurance and accreditations and uh, a myriad of little bits and pieces that right. fit into that puzzle. One more piece of the maternity puzzle is, you know, no paid maternity leave unless you happen to be lucky enough to work for a company that offers that. Um, we have the Fe- Federal Medical Family Leave Act, mm-hmm. which isn't always enforced correctly. And I actually have a personal story about this um, and is unpaid. So let's say you are a single mother and you've had to take time off, you know, bed rest or whatever. That's 12 weeks you're allowed to take in a year, I think, unpaid. But you are not, you're supposed to be guaranteed your job, but a lot of times companies will work around that. So my personal story is when I had Quinn and I worked at the airport, um, I was allowed to take six weeks of maternity leave unpaid. And right before then is when the um, Family Medical Leave Act had been enacted, Mm -hmm. which is completely unpaid. And I was single, living in that apartment, not eating, etc etc fell madly in love with my newborn baby and was like i'm not i don't want to go back to work in six weeks that's ridiculous like he's fragile he's a little tiny larvae he needs me so i called my job and i told them i'm gonna i'm gonna be out for two and a half months that's what i told them and they said sure no problem and when i called them before the two and a half months was up uh, my supervisor told me that they had to fire me but that they would rehire me into a different position. Whoa. And it was completely not legal what they did, but I don't know why they did it. I don't remember the reasoning he gave me, but I know that stuff like that happens. I've heard other stories where women are talked into resigning instead of taking the the medical leave act. Right. It may be easier on employers, I'm not sure. So being a woman is hard enough with not getting paid enough, having to pay more for everything. But whoa, slow down, don't have a baby and try to do everything at home and work and pay for everything. The whole system feels like it's rigged against mothers, A, women in general, B, working mothers, forget about it. That's the toughest thing. If you go on disability, if you if you're injured at work and you have to go on disability, they are not they cannot legally um, replace you. They can't. Yeah, your job is guaranteed. And that's you know that's not gender specific. No. So some people will go. You know, they're injured at work and they're on disability and there's just a myriad of problems and they can't go back to work and they can't go back to work. And the employer is left hanging. The employer's like, I, I'm keeping this position open for them. So do I hire a temp person? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, we, it would be nice to have somebody here constantly who's, you know what I mean? Right. 
So in that in that scenario, that would benefit, say, a, a truck driver or a or a um, trash truck driver. Do you see what I mean? Like, and that seems to be readily enforced, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, in mm-hmm. the jobs I've had. You know, it's like, oh no, they're, you know, they're on disability, so we can't hire. But maternity leave is not the same as disability. No. Interesting. So there's mm-hmm. a little there. Now I'm so pissed. We should take a break. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a little girl, I wished I was a boy. I tagged along behind the gang and wore me corduroys. Everybody said I only did it to annoy, but I was gone. Nobody's ever going to give us. I was saying during the break, no one's ever going to give us the things that we want. We've got to fight for them, right? But it feels like people are fighting against. The government is always fighting against giving women autonomy, rights, equality under the law. Why? Control. I guess. I don't understand. I think I, in my head, everything should just be equal. You know what I mean? Are, right. men, are men pissed off because they don't get to take maternity leave? But they do. They can take the family leave now. Right. If their wife has a baby, they can do that. You know, wife can go on maternity leave and then go back to work and her husband can stay home with the baby for X amount of weeks or whatever. Right. But I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand how well, the laws can be Well, see, you're a woman so and you know that you're a human. And you have a fully functioning brain. That's true. Yeah. But maybe men in Washington have no idea that you're actually a human with a fully functioning brain. Right. So they can treat you as other. Maybe the men in Washington don't have fully functioning <laughs> brains. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ziggy. Ziggy didn't like that. <laughs> so I've got some uh, numbers for you if you want to hear them. Lay them on me. Okay, Us. women pay 7% more for everyday items. That's just in general. Um, on average, $2.71 more for shampoo and conditioner. A mm-hmm. dollar more for the exact same uh, stool softener. Oh, right. Just different packaging, right? Different packaging. Yeah. So there was a million of those, but I thought that one was funny. Like, they were right next to each other. One had pink writing. And one had like blue and green writing, mm-hmm. and it was a dollar more yeah. because it said for women. 
um, toys. There's terrible disparity oh, in yeah. toys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Don't get me started on toys. <laughs> so Fortune We're Magazine. We're talking about children's toys, children. not adult toys. I was... I commented on your Twitter, yeah, um, your yeah. Twitter post to uh, Indigo Honey. Yeah, Indigo it? Honey. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. You know, do men pay less for intimate care products than women do? <laughs> Adult toys. Adult I have no toys. idea. Yeah, we should have her on and see if she can explain that to us. Um, so, Fortune magazine reported that of fifty products for children. Um, including toys, electronics, clothing, etc. All 50 were offered in several colors, including pink. Mm-hmm. In every single case, the pink product was more expensive. Mm-hmm. Every single case. One thing in particular, the exact same toy was a child scooter. The red one for boys. Yep. The pink one for girls was $20 more. The exact same toy. It was just pink. And I know as a 46-year-old woman, we've been joking about this for a really long time. Like, when you see pink things, you're like, fuck, why are we being marketed pink things? Like, right. I don't even like pink. Yeah. And it costs more. Why would I do that? Um, but it's it's systemic, and it starts from birth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it's, um, it's an identity issue. What the, what the advertisers do is... Um, I believe it's called, oh, golly, life, uh, lifers. I can't remember the exact term, but um, the idea is is that you hook them as young as possible. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, um, in seventh grade sex ed, which typically happens um, in most public schools, seventh grade, it's like fifth, seventh, ninth, and then I think that's the end of it. Right. Um, in seventh grade, the girls they they <laughs> they have the girls go into the room and they get their little sex ed talk and the boys go where you know what I mean they separate them. Anyway, so the girls walk away with a little baggie. You're kidding? No, I never got a baggie. Oh no, because this is new. Oh. Um. So the girls walk away with a baggie containing a tampon pads. Um, what else? I think there's a couple other little tchotchkes mm-hmm. in there. Um, it used to be that sex ed was a curriculum that was created by the teachers. It was probably okayed by the administrators in the district. Now it's a program that's sponsored by the makers of the products. So Holy my daughter shit, came home kidding. with her bag of uh, Procter & Gamble items. I believe it was Procter & Gamble. Yeah. And I was like, holy hell. So this wasn't about you learning about your body and how to take care of your body. This was an opportunity for this company to market items to you. Wow. So the idea is, is that the sooner you get people hooked, um, the more likely they are to have a uh, a brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. That's why you see Swiffer commercials during kids' um, cartoons on TV. And this is changing rapidly because now kids are watching programs on YouTube or, you know what I mean? There's There Netflix are different and, um, yeah. delivery methods. But 
say, 10, 15 years ago and kids were watching um, Nickelodeon or whatever, there were always products for uh, their cleaning products, um, food especially, like the and the worst possible food, lunchables right. and all this garbage that's just not healthy. It's not good for human beings <laughs> across the board. Capri Sun. There's your PSA for today. Sugar water, you know. So that's the that's the deal behind that is that you get them hooked as early as possible, and. And then as you can charge them as much as you want. You can charge them as much as you want because they've got brand loyalty. And it happens again when they're teenagers, naturally. Teenagers are desperately trying to figure out who they are. And want to fit in. Want to fit in. And whatever is popular, what, you know, is it Nike? Is it um, Adidas? Is it Mac makeup? Is it whatever? Um, yeah. So they get them. They get them early. From my research, they one of the reasons that's given the one of the uh, acceptable socially acceptable reasons that women are charged more than men is that men aren't willing to spend as much money. They said, and and I laughed at that because that's in my ridiculous. relationship, my own personal relationship, my husband doesn't look at prices when he goes to buy things. People, it's a problem, but I am like. Super hyper aware of all right. the prices. That's an individual thing. That's yeah. like, because my husband does look at prices. Oh, good. And for those little things, like, I'm not buying that. That's 20 cents more. And I'm like, okay. That's how I am. And I'm looking at, okay, right. how much is in, oh, there's 16 ounces in this one, but it's, you know, whatever. Anyway, so marketers have this idea of what they can basically get away with, with women. Right. And the the studies that they do are deep i mean they oh god it's it's just creepy mm -hmm. it's creepy how they go to great lengths to tear apart our psyches and figure out what's going to sell how much they can charge for it who's going to buy it where it needs to be placed on the shelf right that's another thing is they bid for spots on the shelf at the store mm -hmm. so if you go um Go to any store, anywhere, and the least expensive items will be on the bottom. Right. I'm just going to get a skateboard and lay down on my belly, and I'll do all my shopping from the bottom of the store. How about that? That sounds good. You can get a little cart or wagon for your skateboard. Put your... No, I'll just... I'll, I'll make a belt that's got a basket on it, and I'll put the belt on, so I'll basket on my butt... And I'll lay down on the skateboard and I'll skate around. <laughs> Just <laughs> throw it in. Getting ridiculous. <laughs> I was gonna say um, at my publishing job where I did the data entry and research and stuff like that, we had uh, we kept listings of advertising agencies, graphic design firms, things like that, mm -hmm. and the creative people that worked there because we would send them advertising. And I remember after I had just started there and was doing some research, finding ad, um, ad agencies, one of them, I remember, I think it was called Kidvertisers. Mm -hmm. And their specialty was marketing to young children. Yeah. And I, it felt like someone had socked me in the chest when I yeah. saw that. Because you know that it's happening, but like there it was in black and white. And, and I was can't like, ignore it. And yeah. I was part of the system keeping it afloat. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh God! So yeah, ay ay ay. How do we get off on yeah. advertising? 
Well, it's a big piece of it, you know. It's it's um, if everything, if we walked into a store and there were two boxes of laxatives that were exactly the same, but one cost more and the other one didn't, we'd buy the cheaper one. Most people would oh, if they looked exactly the same. Right. But these things are marketed toward us. And it depends, you know. If they assume that women are vain, that we care way more about our looks than men do. And I think that not might true. be true in some instances or not. Um, I know some men who take great care in their appearance. And I know some women who could care less. Me. Um, we and, both. And you. She was pointing at herself and I was raising my hand. <laughs> I'm like, I get up in the morning, brush my hair, brush my teeth. It's all good. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'll go the extra nine yards if I'm going out. The last time but, I went and got my hair done, the hairdresser said, tell me about your routine for getting ready in the morning. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I don't have one. And she's like, I don't understand. And I'm like... Okay, when I wash my hair, I let it dry because it will get frizzy if I brush it too much. So when I wake up in the morning, right. I usually like spray it with some water and go. I don't want to do anything to my hair. And she was like, like couldn't understand Didn't what I was saying it. to her. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't want any time spent working on this. It's, it's a, well, in my mind, it's a waste of time. I don't care if, how I look. <laughs> don't care how I look you know what I mean I it's almost be... like you're a fully functioning human with a working brain right I'm not trying to impress people on a daily basis Pr pretty much ever I don't I can't think of the last time I tried to impress somebody you're the shit Kimmy well answer me this <laughs> have you ever gone to buy a car without a man with you because I haven't on purpose um Yes, I have. You have? I have. How were you treated? Um, I don't remember how I was treated, but I was very uncomfortable. It was um, when, it, how old was I? I was like in my early 20s. Mm. And um, I went looking and it was just, it was uncomfortable because most of the salespeople are men. Right. Right. And I knew I was going to get charged more. So when I went back, I took my dad. That's what I did. The, my first brand new car I bought, I took my stepdad. And I told him, I don't need you to sign anything. I don't need you to do anything. You don't even have to talk, but I need you to come with me. Just be there. Yeah. Just be there. If they see a man, they mm -hmm. take you more seriously and they're not going to overcharge you. Right. I've told my husband that I'm tired of being the only one dealing with plumbers because they try to, excuse my French, fuck me over. Right. One time we yep. had a problem with our plumbing and the plumbers came over and told me that it would be three to $5,000 to fix it. And I told my husband and he's like, that's bullshit. He called them. They told him $250. Oh my God. They think that we're idiots and we know you're what you're kidding. doing when you're doing this, guys. We know that when we go to the mechanic and you're adding things up. And you know what? But not every... Not, not all every... Blah, blah, not blah. all of them. I just took... Um, I took my son out to several, he had a, he was an old fender bender and um, needed a repair. So I'm the one that took him out to get estimates. Mm -hmm. um, the first estimate we got was from a referral from the shop teacher at the high school where he goes. Right. Who is 
a man, believe it or not. <laughs> You're kidding. Anyway, so I went in and and this I really liked this guy. I had a great vibe off of him. He was he explained everything. Um anyway, so we went to more places and um the discrepancy was double. You're kidding. It was double. Yeah. And you know, I was like, no, we're not we're not going to go to your shop because you're reaming us obviously we've right. already had this estimate anyway so yeah there's some things that you just don't you don't do alone as a woman you don't which is do really alone. really unfair it makes me very angry when i call somebody for customer service and they don't give me what i want and then i tell my husband to call right after me and they give him exactly what i wanted right that happens so often and it mm-hmm. pisses me the fuck off and he didn't even know this Mm-hmm. He didn't know that this kind of shit happens and every time it happens I point it out to him like yeah. look. Well they don't they don't get it. They don't see it and they probably don't want to believe it's true. Well they benefit from that system. Right. But I mean like our husbands. Right. Like Paul, I'm saying why would they like, see well, it? Because... Okay, I'll go with you, but you know why? Like I know he knows I'm capable. Right. He knows that I can negotiate. He knows that I can, you know, I know the right questions to ask and everything, but I'm like, no, because I'll get charged more no matter what. So women can pay up to 40% more than men for cars. We get higher interest rates if we're applying for loans by ourselves, which then makes it so that it's harder for a woman to buy a house on her own or buy a car on her own. Right, because we're a liability because we get paid less. Exactly. And we have to pay more for our personal care items. Mm-hmm. You know, it just occurred to me, it'd be interesting to find out from our friend Lou what her experience is like via email. Like if she gets quotes via email. Oh, because her name is Lou. Because she goes by Lou. I mean, her name is Lourdes, but she goes by Lou. Right. So it'd be kind of an interesting. Ooh, we should ask her. Yeah. I wonder if she's ever noticed that. Huh. Well, I got really mad and I even watched some documentaries and my husband came in the middle of it and he was like, that really happens? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he's watching this documentary and he's getting more mad. He had no idea any of this this happened, that women pay so much more and get paid so much less. And mm-hmm. we've got an uphill battle here. And it's it's systemic. It's It permeates every aspect of our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And some people might think that that's very dramatic, which is also a term that... Emotional? Are you being emotional, Kimmy? Emotional, yeah, right? But it's true. It's absolutely true. It's, you know, it's... God. (laughs) I think if there were more women being represented in, in positions like CEO or President of the United States, it would make it better it would make it more acceptable to be a woman um but you know and we've said this about people of color like if you don't have a seat at the table nobody knows what your issues are right right and it behooves them to keep the system going if it benefits them mm-hmm. so we've got to figure this out can we have power though i let if we go back to the consumer piece of it we've got We've got our dollars, and we can spend them. 
like Chloe, who buys men's deodorant because it works better. Right? Right. So if we if we don't fall prey to all the marketing tactics and we don't, if we're aware, I mean, it's going to take a lot of, it would take a enormous effort across the board. Everybody, all the women would have to jump on board with this stuff. What if we just... start a boycott right now where all the women in our country don't shave for a month? Okay. I mean, I would be totally down with that, I'm, but I don't I'm know. Cool with that. <laughs> Come on, ladies, are you with us? Well, that was another thing. Razors. I was reading about razors. Men's razors, disposable razors or whatever work just fine. Perfectly um, well. But women's cost more. And they come in so many colors. Cats, so many colors. Pink, pink and green and yellow. and So Harry's, Harry's, the um, shave company, um, all of their razors are unisex. Um, and I didn't realize this until I read the article because... The marketing, the marketing to me feels like it's being marketed toward men. And here's where I become part of the problem. Well, you've been conditioned. I've been conditioned. In this way. But I have to recondition myself. Um, so their, their uh, hair removal products are not gender specific. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Harry's. Yay, Harry's. You know how women started shaving, right? Did you ever hear this story? No. Um, during World War II, all the men went away. And the razor companies were having trouble selling razors. <gasps> really? So they started marketing razors to women. You're kidding. No. So the marketing companies told the women that their hair was not so acceptable. Ugly. Right. Awesome. Yeah. That's really fascinating. And I wow. wish I could get past the armpit hair, but I have been doing it so long, shaving my armpit hair, that I don't know that I could live with armpit hair. I probably could if I had to. But there's really no reason to get rid of it. No, not really. I, I stopped shaving for a while in my 20s your pits everything oh and um i didn't like it because i felt like a cricket <laughs> my legs were really hairy and i'm not used to that sensation right. of rubbing my legs together and feeling fur um I didn't but have is that trouble. just because we've been conditioned that way our mothers probably. told us it was time to shave when we were 13 and probably and that was it that was it yeah my daughter doesn't shave. Chloe goes through bouts where she doesn't shave either. Huh. She's like, fuck it. Maybe the problem is our generation. Well, but we just I, didn't know any better. I think we've given them the opportunity to not shave. And I remember telling Chloe, like, here's how you do it. Here's how it's done. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. And there's also been um, social media. Man, social media has so much power Good I and mean, bad. Good and bad. Yeah, but um, there for a while there was there was a movement seemed like on social media where armpit hair was cool. Right. And thank you, YouTube, for that. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but we can we can resist the marketing. We can buy the boys' toys for little girls. Um, I did that. 
Yeah. With, you know, I think we both did. We didn't buy gender specific toys for And our I didn't daughters. buy gender specific clothing either. <laughs> Relatives did because they saw oh, that yeah. they they saw it as a problem that I wasn't dressing Ella girly enough, so they would give me gendered clothes whereas I was right. like she's just going to be naked anyway. She's going to have those clothes <laughs> off in 4 minutes, so <laughs> which is true. <laughs> it's true. Oh, as soon as Chloe could dry, could um, dress herself, she wanted to wear all of Josh's hand-me-downs. Yeah. And who am I to stop her? I didn't care. Just if you're dressing yourself and you're feeling good about it, that's great. That is super. And to this day, to get that kid into a dress is like, she's just like, uh, why? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do I have to do that? My niece and I went shopping, thrift store shopping the other day, and she pulled up a, a skirt, pulled it out of the rack and held it up to me and said, Cassie, why don't you buy this? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's so me. And she's like, why don't you ever wear skirts? And I'm like, Ugh. you used to wear skirts. I a used lot. to. Yeah. And there's I mean, there are some times when it's nice to wear a skirt. Summertime. Summertime is great. Air Summertime. that shit out. Oh, yeah. I love I love a skirt. Love a, a skirt in summertime, Kimmy. And utility kilts been trying to get Paul to wear a utility <laughs> kilt and he just won't do it I'm like dude come on <laughs> I'd wear one They're kind of expensive though but yeah, do you want to give any shout outs to anybody shout outs yeah to for, anybody well all the women out there <laughs> Fighting the fight and doing the things. And the men who are aware and... And becoming aware. And becoming aware and standing up and making a difference. And um, here's a good story I heard. Um, when after the, the, the last big school shooting in Parkland, mm -hmm. um, the kids had to use clear backpacks to get into school i remember that and um the girls were had to have their feminine hygiene products in the clear backpack at school and one of the boys noticed this talked to his female friends and so he put some in his backpack too right and then and i love that a that, lot of boys started doing it yeah. that story made me so freaking happy like oh man Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I got stopped at the airport, and I think I may have told this story already. Um, I was going through TSA, yeah. and I have a tampon in my pocket. And I use OB. Keep it simple. Right. Keep yourself free. The little <laughs> things you don't really need. <laughs> um, and for those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar, men... An OB tampon is simply a little bullet-shaped tampon. There's no applicator, There's so it's nothing. small and it fits in your pocket. It's really tiny. Um, so I go through, and she's like, you know, she pats me down. She's all, what's in your pocket? And I lean in. I go, a tampon. Let me see it, she says. Like, she did not believe me. I pull it out, and I was like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to be ashamed. Yeah, I'm on my fucking period, everybody. Woohoo! <laughs> It happens. Guess what? I pull it out and I'm showing it to her and she had never seen one before. She's like, really? I said, yeah. And I'm thinking, you want me to like unwrap it and do it right here? Give you a tutorial, lady? <laughs> like, and then she was like, and then she, it 
was too much for her. She's like, okay, fine. I put it back in my pocket and went about my business. Wow. But yeah, it's just um, just one of those moments. Men don't have to deal with that. You know what I mean? That made me remember one time we were going, I think, to Rocky Horror Picture Show on Halloween, and I was pregnant with Quinn. And the lady thought I was trying to smuggle something in. <laughs> and made me lift my shirt up in front of everyone that was there oh at the theater God. on Halloween. To prove that you were pregnant. To prove that I was pregnant and that I wasn't trying to smuggle in hoagies or something. I don't know. Beer, maybe? A keg? You weren't that pregnant. No, I was like five months pregnant or something, but ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous! No, I mean, it's... Uh... And then there's the Viagra thing, right? So insurance companies will pay for Viagra. What the mm-hmm. heck? That's not, that has nothing to do with health whatsoever. That nope. has to do with a man being able to maintain an erection. and that Which it, could affect his mental health, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> It just it just blew me away, and then I thought, how much do we pay for the pill or an IUD or like do all, are all of those products more expensive just across the board? And we wouldn't know the difference because there's nothing to compare them to. Right, right. People try to compare like birth control to men buying condoms, which is not fair because men don't have to have sex. Also. You can pretty much get condoms anywhere for free if you try hard enough. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, and condoms, interestingly enough, are m- mostly marketed toward men. If you look at the packaging, there mm-hmm. are no pink condom packages. I bet we could find some. Men wouldn't buy them. Bastards. Right? There's no sparkly unicorn fancy <laughs> condom packages. I'm getting an idea for a business. And then there's, yeah, just all the feminine hygiene products across the board. There's so many of them, too. Yeah. They're, I, I, and they're getting more and more expensive. I took some pictures at the drugstore today of Tampax, and they were almost $10. They're so expensive. For like it's 24 ridiculous. or something ridiculous. And there are women in the world who do not have access to clean, safe Feminine hygiene products. Right. No access. Girls drop out of school. They leave school because they get their period. Right. How is that fair? How, why does that, I don't understand. And if, you know, you can dig back into the Bible, who's, you know, in the Bible, it says that when a woman is on her period, this is Old Testament. She's she's, unclean. She's unclean. She has to go sit over a hole in a tent. Right. Yeah. With a bunch of other women. And if you touch a woman, according to the Old Testament, who's on her period, you have to kill her. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you just had to go cleanse yourself at the temple or something. No, I think you have to kill her. You have to kill her because you touched her. Cool, cool. That's And I could be totally wrong. I'm not going to own that (laughs) entirely, but I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. And it's like... Once again. Oh, now we're frustrated. I thought we would be less frustrated after this. Oh, I think we can take, I think we can, um, we can use our dollars. All right. We don't have to fall prey to all that bullshit. I want to give a special shout out to Australia. 
Australia. We seem to have more than usual listeners from Australia. Really? Recently. Yeah. Oh, I wish they'd get in touch with us. I know. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just, you know, something on the Facebook page or the Instagram or the or the Twitter machine. <laughs> Even an email. Tell us what you what what would you like us to talk about? How is the gender economic disparity in your country? Oh yeah, I always think of Australians as more uh evolved than Americans. <laughs> and I'm not sure why, but I mean, that's good for them, I guess. All of the Australian people I've ever met have been very um just really forthright and authentic and risk-taking and down-to-earth and just fearless. And here in America, we seem to, like, devour fear as if it's, I don't know, a Big Mac on a silver platter. <laughs> Kimmy, sing us out! Curio, curio, curio. <laughs> I wasn't ready.